Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our midweek Bible study called Morning Glory. I'd like to invite you to grab your Bibles, meet me today in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, and let's open up with prayer. Heavenly Father, as we jump into your word, we ask that your word would be illuminated by your Holy Spirit, that the eyes of our heart can see it and comprehend it and take it and apply it to our walk with you today. Now, Father, we thank you for the help of your Holy Spirit. We give you all of the praise in Jesus' name, and we all agree and say amen. We're going to be today in Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to be in verse 6, and we're going to talk today about the Holy Spirit and his distinct manifestation as the Spirit of might. And before we jump into this teaching today, let me, let me remind you that on May 21 through the 23rd, the church around the world will be celebrating the biblical feast of Pentecost, and we'll be celebrating also, and we will be bringing our very best offering, our best seed into this Pentecostal feast experience. Praise God. And the giving towards the Pentecostal gold offering will go towards the expansion, the outreach of the Pure Gold television program. And I want to say thank you for sowing into this. It helps us to preach the gospel through television around the world. And we just signed with a new network, the PTL network with Jim and Lori Baker, and we will be on that network several times each week. And I'm going to have the information put up on the screen right now for you. And we are launching on the PTL network, and we're very, very happy about that. So we are expanding now, reaching beyond 1 billion souls and going further with the gospel. And it's all because of your gracious giving and your heart to see the gospel taken all around the world. Thank you for standing with us, and thank you for your very best pure gold seed. Praise the Lord. Now, we are in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, there needs to be motivation to seek the Lord, and there is a reward that is associated with those that are very, very hungry for God. And look, you may not know all of the nuts and bolts of seeking the Lord. Maybe you haven't read manuals or thick books, or maybe you haven't gone to a seminary, and there's nothing wrong with seminaries or big books or whatever. That's all good. And maybe you're just like Pastor Stephen, I, I don't really know how to go about it. But it's not so much in this area, you know, your technique or your methods. It's just that you do it. <laughs> you know, you give God time. You wait before him in prayer. You spend time in his word and you just make an all out pursuit in a sense of going after the Lord. And if you will do that, you will find strange rewards that are unexplainable even in their nature uh, regarding their blessing and their quality, you will see those things coming upon your life. And one of the key motivators of seeking God, knowing that there is going to be a reward, is that the Lord can reward you through blessings of His goodness and also His power. Now, of course, nobody would really want to draw near or seek after to get close to somebody who was mean 
or you know, just uh, not a nice person. Uh, there are some Christians that have been indoctrinated with a lot of religious, you know, baloney, just a bunch of, uh, you know, legalism of men where God's uh, pictured as this angry God. And if you ever make a mistake, he's, you know, he's ready to hit you over the head with a, bl- a big black book. <laughs> And he's mad at you all the time and stuff like that. Well, nobody is going to want to get close to somebody like that because you're going to feel like you're going to be reprimanded or condemned or, you know, just constantly badgered. But God's not like that. He is the person, he's the loving Heavenly Father that you actually want to run towards. And I think uh, there is a wrong view that can be in the minds of some that maybe just had a whole bunch of religion thrown at them. Maybe they were, maybe you were raised in church or something like that. And perhaps your vision of God is that if you get too close to him, he's going to give you a gift bag and, and uh, you're afraid what's in the bag and you're going to open it up. And uh, you think God's going to give you a gift of cancer, or he's going to give you a, a gift of, you know, a financial frustration, or he's going to give you a gift of, uh, you know, sickness or disease to, to teach you some type of of a mysterious lesson, and on and on it goes. And in their right mind, nobody would want to really get close to a God like that. But when that you understand that He's good, and everything about Him is good, well, I, I'm telling you, that's the kind of person that you want to invest in a relationship with. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. These rewards can be extend it back to you through the goodness of God, uh, through acts of God, uh, and also God touching the hearts of others, where things are done to you that are so good, it just melts your heart. And you know it's coming out of that relationship that you have with the Lord. You know that as you are tied into the vine, the life of that vine is flowing into you as the branch, and you're really enjoying yourself. So, my friends, the goodness of the Lord is a great persuader to seek God with all of your heart. But there's also different encounters with the Lord also that can come to you as a reward, as a blessing, as a gift for you having just, you know, uh, spent your time with the Lord. I'm thinking about a minister friend of mine. He's in heaven now, but he told me about how he wrote this particular book. This book went around the world as like a devotional classic. And he told me that when he graduated Bible college, the very next day after the college is over, he and the other graduates were together, and somebody said, well, what are we going to do tonight? And uh, the, the group decided to go out and see a movie, but he decided to go back to his uh, room, his dorm, knowing that he's not going to be in that dorm much longer because they're all about to move out, and he just decided to spend the whole evening with the Lord, and it was on that evening that the Lord downloaded that entire book to him within his spirit, all the chapters, what the content of the chapters would be, and he put you know the meat on the bones later when he wrote the book out more fully, but he got the entire outline that night from the Lord, while others just kind of you know did like normal type things, he decided to invest himself more fully with the Lord, and the Lord rewarded him. And of course, what you have to understand, while that book blesses people and makes people happy, and they, they love re- reading about the Lord, 
that's also in some ways a cash cow for him because people are now buying that book. The book is popular and that's supporting his ministry. That's being a blessing to him as a reward for the labor it took the, uh, in the time to write that. So it's a win-win for everybody and especially for him. And that is a reward for having sought the Lord diligently. Praise God. My friends, there can also be the reward of God blessing you with power encounters with the Holy Spirit to fast track you forward in God's plan, in God's destiny for you, and you move beyond impenetrable barriers where you may be the first one in your family or the first one in your town. Woo! Praise the Lord to break through into a certain category. My wife's father, an Irishman uh, growing up in Ireland, he was the first person in the entire town of hundreds of people to own an automobile. Nobody else in the entire area. And this was actually almost like in the whole county, the county of Wicklow, but particularly in this one small town, which was, you know, representative of many of the others. He's the only one, the first one to have an automobile. And this was, you know, a very, very rare thing. He broke through, praise God. And he was a really good man. He's in heaven today. Praise the Lord. My friends, the Lord wants to reward you with power encounters so that that might of the Holy Spirit helps you to tap into that power of God to go into the fullness of what he has called you to experience in this life to complete your destiny. And you're going to need the supernatural power of God. Now, I want to share today how you can have these encounters with the spirit of might. And you may be very, very surprised. I would call it the major key. Uh, There's some other facets involved, but the major key that takes you into this, I think sometimes it's something that's veiled right beneath people's noses and they can't see it. They don't know how simple it is, but it is a key for inviting the spirit the Holy Spirit manifested as the spirit of might into your life. So let's talk about the rewards of God coming to you through goodness and also through power. Praise God. Let's go over to one of the classic chapters on this, which of course would be Isaiah chapter 11, which we've studied often and uh, will continue to dig into these inexhaustible truths that give revelation to us of the Holy Spirit. And of course, the Holy Spirit unveils Christ to us and life just gets richer and richer. Now, Isaiah chapter 11, verse one, and of course, verses one through three, they detail the seven spirits of God. And as we've talked so many times before, there's only one Holy Spirit, but he has seven primary attributes and they are all listed here. And all seven of them were resting upon the Lord Jesus Christ during his earthly ministry. Woo, praise the Lord. And and potentially, they can also be functioning in your life as well. And that's God's desire. And that's God's design is for the same Holy Spirit that rested on Jesus to rest on you in these seven distinct attributes of the Spirit. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. 
So, first of all, of course, we have the, the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit. This is all pictured by the menorah, the seven-branched candelabra, the golden lampstand, praise the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. So the Spirit of the Lord is number one, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge, and the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. So one Holy Spirit with seven beautiful, distinct attributes of his life. Now, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might. Pastor Stephen, how would you describe the spirit of might? Well, I would have to say that the Holy Spirit of might, he is able to take a person that well knows the taste and the various flavors of defeat and is able to take that person and through revealing the word of God, to that individual, begin to do a work in that person's life where, where they move from these various areas of defeat to a place where there is victory. Watch this, victory in every area of their life. And that takes might, that takes power, and that's what the Holy Spirit is able to do. He is the spirit of might, and it's not a correct picture to view a Christian as somebody who was beaten down, wore down, wore out, and defeated. That is not the correct picture, nor would it be correct to have a collective group of believers altogether defeated, wore out, and beaten down, and just, as they would say, trying to hold on till Jesus comes back. No, the spirit of might is able to take anybody, even if you're on the bottom, and I'm, and I'm talking way on the bottom. Wow. If you will turn to Jesus, if you will turn to God, the spirit of God will begin to work right where you're at. Your skin color is not the problem. The proximity of where you live at is not the problem. The corrupt government is not the problem. Oh yes, the negative circumstances that are out there that could be opposing you because of who you are. Yeah, they, they could be very adversarial. They could be very difficult. But the Holy Spirit is still the spirit of might, and he's stronger than all of that. And he can take you and lift you up, praise the Lord, just like he did for Daniel in a kingdom where all of the king's counselors were, you know, wicked and ungodly and, un, uh, as we would say, unsaved, having no covenant with God. And yet God takes Daniel and promotes him right in front of all this uh, filth and perversion and sin and lifts him up. And so, you know, you can't sit back and make excuses, not, not when you have access to God through the Holy Spirit, the spirit of might who's able to get you up and over any difficulty that you may face. Can you say, praise the Lord? So dismiss excuses, throw out all of these uh, reasons for why you cannot succeed or why you cannot have victory or why you cannot be blessed. Praise the Lord. The covenant of Christ is full of power and the spirit of might touching your life is able to do 
what the circumstances would intend for, uh, to hold you down. No, no, no. Spirit of might can lift you above them. Mm-mm. So get a revelation of God's power. And the Lord doesn't want you to be defeated. And it's not either good eschatology or an understanding of the end time events to picture the church as a church that's going downhill, getting worse and worse, weaker and re- weaker, and in, and in the view of some, you know, rotten to the core. No, that's not going to happen. Oh, no. My friends, let's see what God said in his word in the book of Ephesians chapter 25, uh, excuse me, Ephesians uh, chapter 5, verse 25, husbands love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself, a glorious church. Now, come on, get a picture of this, not an old banged up, defeated, wiped out church, you know, a, a defeated bride just covered with mud, confused and dazed and not knowing what's going on, just, you know, waiting to get caught up before some kind of a nuclear bomb goes off or something like that, before the Antichrist shows up with that snickery smile on his face. No, no, praise God. Jesus is coming for a glorious church that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish, without stains and faults and all kinds of deep-rooted character issues and stuff like that. No, no, the church is going into the glory, and the church is comprised of individual believers, so that means you are going into the glory. You are going into the blessing. You're not going to slide down a uh, like a deep roller coaster slide and then hit the bottom and you know, go flying into a thousand pieces. No, you're going to be built up and strengthened. And when we leave, when we step off, we will step off in victory, the envy of the world. Praise the Lord. Mm-mm. Now, if, if you want to visualize this a little bit more and stretch your holy sanctified imagination, let me just present this to you that the famed evangelist Catherine Coolbin said that the Holy Spirit spoke to her and told her, and of course this would be also in reference to some of these verses that we're looking at here, particularly verse 27, that the Holy Spirit told her, she said, that when Christ comes back for the church, his bride, there will not be one sick person in the body of Christ. Now you think about the radical change that is going to have to take place with God's people limping around, moaning and groaning and grumbling and complaining. <laughs> Woo! Stop and think about the change that and, and the glory that is going to come and shine upon the church and do this beautification so that Jesus does come back for a bride. Mm-mm. That's beautiful and glorious. I tell you what, my friends, this is the best time to be alive because it's time for miracles. It's time for God to do signs and wonders in your life. It is your time to be lifted up 
to represent Christ as his ambassador, not for you to run off to a remote wilderness and live by a campfire and just trying to survive and hold out until time eventually ends. My friends, this is the time for you to shine the glory of the Lord rising upon you. I see healing coming into your body. I see great financial change taking place in your life. Your debts getting smitten totally all. Now stop and think about that for a moment. All of your debts paid off financial overflow, health in your body to serve the Lord, to minister and do whatever the Lord would have you do. Woo. Praise God. I'm talking about you're coming into the glorious church picture of the end time church. Mm -mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But just think about that. Not one sick person in the body. I believe before we see the end we will see the glorious church. Praise God. Now, the spirit of might is packaged. Let me see if I can uh, express this in certain words. And I want to step on these words slowly and carefully. I want you to listen to them. The spirit of might is packaged in very unusual packaging. You almost wouldn't think there's a connection between what I'm about to share with you concerning this access into the spirit of might and these power encounters with God, the, the Holy Spirit coming into your life, your situation with an explosion of might, lifting you, lifting you, changing your story, altering your situation for good. Mm -mm. This comes out of this seeking and pursuing and just going after God <laughs> well, with all of your strength, all of your energy, many times your, your, your free time and things like that, there can be dramatic power encounters with the Lord. And I believe that this uh, demonstration of the Holy Spirit through might is going to be something that is going to become, and I say this very delicately, is going to become commonplace amongst those in the church that welcome the Holy Spirit that are open to the ministry of the Holy Spirit and are welcome for change and the moving of the Spirit. And uh, uh, you have to be very careful that you don't try to put God in some type of a box and you just stay in little bitty tunnel vision type walk with the Lord. Uh, yes, you want to stay scriptural, but you have to stay open to the, to the moving of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God, because He is moving right now. Praise the Lord. So, I would like to share something with you now from the word that will help you to have deeper encounters with the spirit of might where change can come so dramatically into your life that overnight a situation is altered for good and you are launched forward like you were shot out of a catapult or like a, it's like I'm seeing a slingshot where you just pull back that sling, that, that elastic, and you stretch it and stretch it and whoop, you let go and off you go. Praise the Lord. Get ready for power encounters with the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, the, the Lord in these situations can talk. And, and look, we all love the presence of the Lord. Uh, in his presence is fullness of joy. But the Lord wants to go beyond just the presence in a sense where you say, oh, this is wonderful. I could sit here forever. And in a sense, you can. But there's, there's more. Just like there is more than just the center 
of the menorah, which is the representative of the Spirit of the Lord, there's the other six branches as well. One of those is the Spirit of Might. So, I'm just presenting to you that you need to be open to the rewards that the Lord gives to those that diligently seek Him. And so oftentimes they can be these, these power encounters where God moves in your life and the Holy Spirit moves and angels begin to do things and suddenly things are moving. The situation is changing and it can change quick when God comes on the scene. And see, here's the thing that's fascinating. You can be having a devotional time with the Lord and maybe, you know, you could have turned on the TV and uh, you could have watched, you know, like a, just something on TV for an hour. Isn't it amazing how fast that time can go by like two hours or two and a half hours. But if you would have maybe have gone and spent that time with the Lord and just got your Bible out, get your, your notepad or something like that and just say, Lord, um, you know, I, I have, have some free time. So I'm just kind of here to hang out with you and pray and build myself up in my faith and study your word. And I'm telling you, God sometimes can share some things. And yes, there's the presence. The presence can be there, but there can also be more than just that. There can be a word. There can be uh, information, words of wisdom, uh, the spirit of wisdom in operation. And I'm telling you what, mm -mm, uh, God is very serious uh, about rewarding those that live for him, that serve him, that walk with him. And these rewards are very real. And even in the Greek, the word reward can even be translated to a certain degree as a wage payer. Wow. Well, Pastor Stephen, I didn't get anything out of that. Well, just get, let the Lord work and watch what he does for those that out of a pure heart come to him. He can do amazing things. And so get ready for encounters with the spirit of might. Now, I want to share something from Psalm 45 that is very important for you to understand when celebrating, inviting, and keeping the Holy Spirit moving in your life as the Spirit of might. Okay, so this is very important. We're going to go to Psalm 45, and I would like for us now to drop down to verse 7. Now, of course, also, even as we go through Psalm 45, and we're, we're only going to really look at one verse, but as you read through this psalm, there is a lot of messianic overtones where, yes, there, there can be, you know, the speaking, uh, the representation of David or things going on within the nation of Israel, but this also is speaking about the coming Messiah. And, of course, we know that he has come. He is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And this is in reference to him. Now, verse 7. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. And that, that's important because we do understand that of the seven spirits of the Lord, the one mentioned as number seven is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And that includes a hatred for sin and an abstaining from sin. Praise God. And you really want to honor the Lord and live right and just have a deep reverence and respect for the Lord. Mm -mm. That's very, very important. Now, you love righteousness and hate wickedness. Of course, obviously, Jesus did. He, he loved righteousness, hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you. 
And there's different types of anointings, but this one is essential for working in conjunction with the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of might. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness, more than your companions. Wow. Praise the Lord. So let's consider this. Jesus demonstrated more might than anybody ever has who's ever walked on the face of the earth. I mean, he, he interrupted funerals. <laughs> he had tremendous demonstrations of power where the spirit of might was working through him, calling Lazarus, you know, out of the, out of the tomb and doing these things that were just power demonstrations of might. And, um, you know, his critics couldn't touch that. They, they, they couldn't, they couldn't even get into a realm like that, but Jesus could. And we know that he had connection with the Holy Spirit, the spirit of might resting upon his life. But you have to understand also that he had more of the oil of joy than anyone else as it says in scripture, more than his companions. You have to understand the thick anointing of the oil of joy that was upon Jesus. Now, there is a certain translation, and anybody that uh, is a student of, of uh, scripture and you get into the study of commentaries and things like that, uh, not so much different translations, but different commentaries is what I meant to say. There is one commentary that I, I always check when I'm doing my Bible study, and it's called the Kyle and DeLeach Biblical Commentary. Now, it's, if I'm correct, it's probably over 100 years old, but it is very, very scholarly. And when you're reviewing Old Testament scriptures, you're going to eventually uh, cross this commentary. You're going to come across it, and it's very uh, in-depth in its um, approach to analyzing and interpreting Scripture, and they really had some good insight on this phrase about the oil of gladness that was poured upon the Messiah, that was poured upon Jesus. And this is what the Kyle and DeLeach biblical commentary has to say. It says, God poured upon him a super abundant joy. See, when that oil, the Holy Spirit, was resting on Jesus as the spirit of might, you have to understand that there was poured upon Jesus a super abundant joy. He wasn't just anointed with what we would think, oh, he had a touch of happiness. Oh, Jesus would laugh sometimes. Actually, this denotes an anointing of a super abundance of joy more than anyone around him. And it's also implied in the Hebrew more than anyone around him, even other Kings. He has no equal in this area of being anointed with joy. Now the same Holy spirit that rested on Jesus also wants to rest upon the believer as an individual, and even corporately can come upon uh, those believers that are gathered together that are willing to allow that oil to flow, praise God. And my friends, this oil of joy 
is very much tied to the spirit of might because Jesus operated in the spirit of might stronger than anybody else. And he also had the anointing of the oil of joy stronger than anybody had ever seen it before. Look, you have no idea, I believe, you don't really understand how important it is for you to stay in this anointing of gladness. Mm-mm. I'm here today to pull anybody that might be in a rut, that might be stuck, that might be anointed with an anti-oil, <laughs> a false oil of sadness. <laughs> and I'm here to pour out by the anointing of the Spirit, the oil of gladness upon you. Yes, there's somebody I'm speaking to. You're not only in the rut, you're laid out in it. And you're ready for them to throw the dirt on top of you. And you're, you're actually hearing this and it's making you laugh. My friends, come on, get up out of that rut. Get up out of that dirt. You're a child of God. You don't belong there. I know that some things were done perhaps that wounded you, but you don't need to lay down and die. You need to get up and get a fresh anointing of oil, of gladness, because you're about to experience miracles in your life, and miracles are tied into the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of might. Mm, 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 mm. Praise God. And God not only wants you to have the oil of gladness, He wants it to be thick, a super abundance upon you. Praise the Lord. Now, this is actually a mystery. It's a secret within the kingdom that this oil of gladness allows the spirit of might to operate in our lives. It is the oil of joy, and it is... It produces really an unspeakable joy, full of glory, 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 glory. We're going into the glory, and you can't go in with your head down, all sad, wiped out, and defeated. No, you have to look up to receive that anointing and go into the brilliant, uh, illuminescent cloud of blessing and glory. Mm-mm. Somebody, you're getting, you're beginning to get free. You're expecting the world to end this week or tomorrow, and you think, you think it's all over. Look, there have been saints that have lived through world wars, and while they're going through it, they knew this is not the end. Is it a mess? Yep. But it's not the end. And I'm here today to tell you that I know also that there are great challenges that are out there. Israel's under uh, duress right now from her adversaries, uh, various ones, and uh, the enemy trying to cause havoc and problems and things like that. But you know what? The end is not here. We're going to keep moving forward. God has blessing intended for you. And so don't pack up and get ready to shut it all down. My friends, get ready to go into the glory. Don't let all these things that are out there try to put you in fear. Let the Holy Spirit anoint you with gladness. Well, Pastor Stephen, if I do that, I might be the only one standing around here happy. <laughs> you might be. <laughs> Woo! But you might also be the only one experiencing miracles and demonstrations of the Holy Spirit that are mighty in nature. And that, my friends, will begin to get people's attention. Mm -mm. It might even get somebody to unpack their backpack and put their rice and their beans back on their shelf and not move to the remote areas of the wilderness of Canada. Mm -mm 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 -mm. 
Praise God. Look, right now, remove out of your mind any depressing thoughts, any thoughts of deep, dark discouragement and depression. Get that out of your mind because you must have the oil of gladness, of joy touching you and you flowing in that so that you see these great and mighty works, the spirit of might working, working, not just in somebody else's life, in your life. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Lord. And I make sure that I guard my heart, my mind also from things that could be negative or just, you know, stuff that's just bad that I don't have any business being made aware of. Um, We get a lot of emails here at the ministry, but there's not one email that comes to me that's not first filtered and checked by my staff because there are some people they're just uh, they're just not super happy about uh, the message, the biblical message I preach, and they think we should all you know just be sad and discouraged, and we should all um, whip ourselves with cords or consider ourselves to be unworthy, and you know whatever the case might be. But you know what? Uh, if there's negative emails that are very critical and uh, very nasty, I never see them, and I don't want to. And my staff intercepts them, and they go straight into the junk file. And once they're in the junk file, they're deleted out of that. Well, Pastor Steve, I'm going to send you a nasty email. I'll never see it. I'll never hear about it. I'll never even know about it, praise God. And I've trained my staff to do that. <laughs> Woo! I don't want that stuff floating around in my spirit. I don't want to get anointed with an oil of depression. I don't want to be thinking about... Uh, somebody's opinion that um, is a failure in life and that there's a lot of people giving opinions and if you and that's the that's the misleading thing of social media somebody could present themselves as an expert but if you actually found out who they were in real life and drove by where they live you realize they're a total failure they haven't accomplished anything in life they're just a critic maybe jealous and oftentimes ignorant really of the word. And then when you go to see what they've done, they haven't done anything. So I don't, I don't waste my time ever with stuff like that. I don't read negative criticism about anything written or said about me. I just keep my mind on Jesus. I keep going forward with the mandate that he has given me. And I stay in that oil of joy. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. So don't Don't let your spirit get heavy or sad and you begin to become very discouraged. Watch out. If that begins to happen, the enemy, he will try to put sickness on you because if you're sad like that, you're vulnerable and your immune system is also vulnerable. There's something about this link of depression or sadness and things like that, that it actually creates a weakness in your immunity. And many people, they start to go blue like that on the inside and they've had difficult times. And the next thing you know, they get the flu and then maybe the flu turns into some kind of a respiratory problem and then it gets worse and be very, very careful. You know, um, I have books by Dr. DGS Denikaran. They called him the prophet of the East And he certainly was a great prophet from India. His ministry continues on today, led by his son based out of uh, Chennai, South India. A great man of God, uh, Dr. Denikaran was. And I'm glad to see his ministry is continuing. But Dr. Denikaran, one time, as great of a prophet as he was and as uh, 
effective as he was in ministry. One time he made a mistake, and I'm glad he talked about it. He wrote about it in one of his books, and he got real sick and wound up in the hospital. And his condition continued to deteriorate. His health got worse and worse and worse. And he allowed himself to get discouraged. And he thought, well, I, I'm, I'm probably going to die. And, uh, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Well, one day while he was laid in the hospital with kind of a, you know, woe is me mentality, the Lord Jesus came to him in a vision and visited him and talked with him and told him exactly why he's laying in that bed sick. And here's the story. Jesus told him, he said, the reason you're here, and I'm kind of paraphrasing this. Uh, The words may be a little different, but this is the thrust of the story. He said that Jesus told him, the reason you're laying here in the bed sick is that although you have millions of people around the world who love you, and love your ministry, and cherish your teaching. Yet Jesus said to him, yet you have a few adversarial critics who speak against you out of jealousy and envy because of the success of your ministry and its international influence. These critics in their jealousy have spoken and have written and have, you know, have done certain things against you and their criticism has gone public. And although millions love you, and although you only have a few critics over here, you have focused on what the critics have said and their words and their criticism has come into your spirit and it has brought sickness into your body. And that's why you're sick is because you began to meditate upon what they said. You begin to, you know, think about what they said and you're sick because of that. And so the Lord instructed him, do not listen to this criticism that is inspired by the world of darkness, by the realm of darkness. That's where it's coming from. That's what's motivating these people to do these things. And so Dr. Dinakaran took what Jesus shared with him. He took it to heart. And the moment he did and repented for having listened to all of that negative stuff that poured on him oil of depression from the enemy, oil of sorrow from the enemy. The moment he realized that was the plan of the enemy, he repented for ever having done that, and his health began to return quickly, swiftly to him. And the next thing you know, he's up out of the hospital and resuming the full work of his ministry. Praise God. Now he lived his life out and he eventually died and now he's in heaven, but he went at the right time, not prematurely because he allowed himself to get into depression because of what others were saying about him. Mm -mm. Now we see that actually in the book of Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22, the spirit of might, get ready, spirit of might manifesting towards you personally. Mm -mm. Somebody in one day, you'll go completely debt free. Well, now pastor Stephen, how in the world in one day by the spirit of might moving with power in one day, you'll go debt free. Mm -mm. Power encounters. 
Pastor Stephen, I think I'd better be spending more time with the Lord. I would suggest that's a great investment of your time. I'm just telling you God's a phenomenal rewarder (laughs) of those who diligently seek him. And sometimes these rewards can be displayed through the spirit of might coming into your life. Praise God. Now, Proverbs 17, verse 22, a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones, a broken spirit crushed spirit dries the bones and oftentimes is drying of the bones which which is really a the medical term for it would be arthritis these things these sicknesses can oftentimes come from a broken spirit something didn't quite work out the way you wanted it to maybe you had a financial accident maybe you had a business you put all your heart into it but it failed maybe you had to file for bankruptcy and now your heart's broken. Maybe a relationship, maybe a friendship, maybe something that just, as you would say, broke your heart and you're so discouraged and you're depressed and you're having a hard time getting up and you feel, you feel stuck. My friends, what do you need? You need to get a merry heart. You need the oil of joy and the oil of gladness to touch you. Now, I know sometimes also there can be situations where you've done things that were wrong. Maybe they can even be sinful. And you're like, oh, you have an encounter with the Lord, and it's an encounter that leads to a cleansing and repentance. And as you go through that, you feel, you feel the sorrow of um, having wounded the Lord. You feel the sorrow of having, you know, made a mistake or messed up. But my friends with God, there were always after you work your way through that and then there's repentance, there comes a lifting up. There comes a lifting up. That's what God wants to do. And with that lifting comes complete forgiveness, comes 100% cleansing, where even in your conscience, you know, you're clean, you know, you're good to go. And what goes along with that? The oil of joy, the oil of gladness. Look, don't ever let any circumstance or event in your life steal that gladness, that that oil from flowing in your life. Mm-mm. If it's happened, you got to do everything you can to get it back because the devil's a thief, and he knows if he can get that gladness, that joy, he, uh, and he can then he can slip in there and do what? He can take your blessing. He can, he, can, he can steal what could have been a mighty miracle of power displayed in your life. But it's not going to work. The enemy's plans are not going to work. And even if you've had mistakes, get right back with God and let that oil of gladness, that merry heart be restored back into your life. We see even in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 28, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. All things, your blunders, your mistakes, and you may feel like crying. Well, there is a place where you can feel godly sorrow, but there's also a place as you pass through that and the cleansing comes, there comes the lifting back up. And with that comes the love of God, comes the presence of God, and also comes that joy that gladness. And so you want to stay in that. You want to maintain that because I'm here today to tell you that Jesus displayed more might than any person has ever displayed great and mighty works. And he had an anointing of oil 
of gladness and joy greater than anybody ever had. They go together. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I see great mighty miracles coming into your life. And you're going to be riding on that oil of joy, riding on that oil of gladness. And we're aware of the scriptures where it says, weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. But my friends, even when you're weeping with somebody else, because maybe something that they're working their way through that's very difficult, maybe the loss of a loved one or something that was very difficult for them to work through, still in your heart, that oil can still be flowing in your heart of gladness, whereas you minister and love others, praise God, you still maintain that oil. So there's a balance praise God. But for day-to-day living, you need to have that oil flowing in your life because God is ready to do miracles now in your life. Miracles are associated with the spirit of might. Mm -hmm. It's time for some TNT. It's time for some power. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Nothing quite like waking your life up with some power uh, movings of the Holy Spirit in your life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I see the Lord working in an expedited way to make you to make you a representation of the glorious bride. Mm-hmm. The glorious bride is not frowning, not frustrated, not over in the corner cussing. No, <laughs> the glorious bride has hands raised, has face up, praise God, as a symbol of acceptance and recognition uh, that she's loved and that she belongs and that that, that she's in right standing. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Get ready. Get ready for miracles in your life. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for those that are watching today that if there has been any disruption of that flow of oil, that they realize this has been a trick of the enemy to divert them from the miracle power of you, O God. So, Father, let them reconnect with that anointing, which also positions them for encounters with the spirit of might. Now we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father, and amen. Hallelujah. That's why some of you need to laugh. It's almost like if you have to force yourself, you have to laugh. Oh, Pastor Stephen, you don't know how desperate my situation is. And I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not a real problem. But I'm saying that if you want to get into this realm where God does these mighty works, spirit of might, miracles, I'm telling you, it's a kingdom secret. It is a kingdom mystery that you get into these things through the oil of gladness. Mm -mm. Praise God. Now, if you're watching today and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you would like to, you'd like to get your your life right with God, then let's not wait another day or another moment Right now, call upon the name of the Lord, and he will save you. Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner, but I believe you died on the cross to save sinners like me. So, Jesus, you rose from the dead on the third day, and I put my faith and trust in you now. Save my soul. Wash me with your precious blood. Write my name 
in your book of life. Thank you, Jesus. I take you as my Lord and Savior now. Thank you for saving me. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. And we rejoice with you. The angels rejoice with you. Praise God. Welcome to the family of God. For those of you that have just prayed that prayer and those of you that have just prayed it, let me know. Email me at contact at stephenbrooks.org and say, Pastor Stephen, I gave my heart to Jesus. Praise the Lord. Now, let us together take Holy Communion. Grab some unleavened bread and grab some grape juice. We're going to pray over it. Praise the Lord. Mm, mm, mm. My friends, this is going to be a very exciting Pentecost. We're getting real close between now and then. Be looking, be looking for the touch of God. Be looking for the power encounter. Hallelujah. Father, we bless the bread and the juice. And through this prayer, we consecrate it and set it apart as being holy. And it is. And Father, we thank you. This is now the body and blood of Christ our Savior. Thank you, Father. If there's anybody flat on their back and they're maybe even in agony or pain, let the oil of joy flow right now, the oil of gladness right now, because you can turn any situation around because you're a miracle-working God. Thank you, Father God. We believe it. And we embrace and receive now the body of Jesus, his flesh. We thank you. The oil is flowing. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive the, the happy, the joyful body of Christ. Praise the Lord. God specializes in making beauty out of our ashes. I mean, you can't, you can't do much with ashes, <laughs> but God can. God can take these blunders, these mistakes, and, and forgive and cleanse and heal, and then he can use you for his glory. Praise God. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus, and we ask that if we have committed any sins, that right now you would wash all of our sins away with the blood of Christ. And we thank you. We ask that you would also bring cleansing, deep cleansing, even of the conscience. Thank you, Father, for forgiveness. And Father, we forgive anybody who has sinned against us. Thank you, Father. And maybe, Father, somebody has done something that really caused somebody to, maybe something was said that caused someone to spiral into a downward depression. And Father, those words were inspired by the enemy to steal their joy. Now, Father, right now, we forgive. We forgive that person that spoke those words. Sometimes they knew not what they did. Other times they knew exactly what they were wanting to do, wanting to wound and hurt through their words. But Father, we forgive. And we thank you for your healing anointing flowing right now. And uh, we thank you as we forgive. We thank you also for the oil of gladness being all over us as a supernatural immunity against the attempted snake bite of the enemy. We thank you that the enemy's venom is ineffective because we have the holy antidote of the blood of Christ, forgiveness, and the oil of gladness working, 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 working. We have the antibodies of the Spirit working in us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We receive the blood of Jesus with great thanksgiving. 
We proclaim his death until he comes. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive together. Praise the Lord. Woo! Praise the Lord forever and ever. Keep your spirit up, up, up. Praise God. Don't let anything try to crash you. Watch out for the news. The news will send you into the deep blues. And uh, the deep blues will turn into a dark black. Watch out. Stay in the spirit. Sure, you might want to hear a little bit of news just to find out what's going on in the world. But be very careful. That's dangerous uh, stuff that can really contaminate your spirit and can strip your joy very quickly. Watch out for that because if that goes away, then you can't, you can't see these beautiful things that you want God to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for Psalm 45 that as we close today, that the oil of gladness, the oil of gladness is a kingdom connection and into, into the spirit of might operating in our lives. We thank you. We choose to stay in the spirit of gladness, the oil of gladness. Thank you. Now, Father, let your people have strange encounters with the spirit of might. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Get ready. He's coming. I'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye.